Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Tuesday. Free agency has arrived in the NBA, and it was a flurry of moves as we are always used to seeing this time of year. Of course, though as expected after the trade with the Pelicans last week, the Grizzlies have not made any move as of now, but obviously there's plenty to talk about when it comes to the NBA in general, and there could be plenty to talk about when it comes to the Grizzlies as some big decisions are made, perhaps with an Eric Bledsoe trade, maybe there's another trade or two of current veterans who are on expiring contracts, and of course, the big news of the week certainly should center around a potential extension for Jaron Jackson Jr. Whenever a move happens, we will instantly have a reaction for you when it comes to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. But another fun part of this week is the fact that the Grizzlies Summer League action does start tonight in Salt Lake City. Two games against the Jazz and one game against the Spurs Summer League teams. And of course, that means that when it comes to the Summer League, when it comes to the Grizzlies roster outside of Memphis, the hustle in general, there's no better person to talk with than Brandon Abraham. I've got Brandon on the show today, ready to discuss all things when it comes to the Grizzlies and the Summer League. You can find Brandon at BC Abraham, myself at StatsSAC. My name is Sean Coleman, as well as the show at Lockton Grizz. I've been, both me and uh, Brandon are credentialed media members of the Grizzlies. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. This is the one place where you can get the latest on your Grizzlies every day. No matter what is going on, we've got you covered. Free agency, the summer league trades, whatever may happen, we'll have you covered here. Enjoy this episode with Brandon Abraham as we discuss all things Grizzlies when it comes to the 2021 Summer League. Looking forward to the Summer League, and there's no better expert when it comes to the Grizzlies Summer League and the roster outside of the Memphis Grizzlies than our one and only resident hustle correspondent, Mr. Hustle himself, Brandon Abraham. Brandon, how are you, sir? Oh, Sean, you know I'm doing good. Uh, phone's just vibrating like crazy with all the uh, Woj and Shams notifications coming in uh, with all the free agency news. Um, and I, I'm, I'm fully expecting a quiet all season for the Grizzlies. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if over the next 30, 40 minutes, um, they do something just because we're podcasting. Exactly. And if they do, we'll talk about it right here. Obviously we're recording this tonight before the Tuesday release, obviously. And of course, if there is a Jaron Jackson Jr. report or a trade of Eric Bledsoe or something along those lines, we'll certainly discuss those possibilities. But main focus of this was to bring Brandon on to talk about, obviously, the Grizzlies releasing their 2021 Summer League roster, at least for Salt Lake City. Get Brandon's thoughts on the roster, some key players that he thinks really could stand out for the hustle maybe as a two-way contract with the Grizzlies. Also, if any changes could come up for Vegas. But, Brandon, um, you know, want to first get your thoughts on the Grizzlies offseason so far, the trade that occurred, obviously the draft, which, you know, of course, contained a couple of curveballs that I'm trying to warm up to. I don't know about you, but just your thoughts so far on the offseason as a whole. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than most. Um I mean, I will greatly miss Jonas Valanciunas. Um, you know, I'm appreciative of his time here. He was always candid and great. But I think I think the playoff series against the Jazz kind of made him expendable because, you know, he just, he, he just struggled. And you, you look at 
you know, the teams that were in the conference finals, made it to the NBA finals, size, you know, like outside of DeAndre Ayton, there's not really too many true centers back to the basket, you know, don't really, Jonas can theoretically space the floor, but he doesn't really shoot, you know, I think he averaged less than one three a game last year. Um, you know, didn't really space it. And so I think the Grizzlies kind of saw that and knew they probably weren't going to pay him after this coming season and saw the opportunity to move him for a similar player with, uh, you know, I guess less of a need to be have the ball offensively and move up seven spots in the draft. I think Steven Adams will actually be a solid fit. Um, you're kind of essentially taking the training wheels off the offense a little bit. Um, years past, you see, you know, it's been nice having Jonas down low to be able to feed the big fella. But I think, you know, in theory, moving Jonas for Steven Adams should alleviate some defensive concerns and then also uh, hopefully, you know, unlock Jaron Jackson Jr. on the offensive end. Um, and then from the pick standpoint, I love Zaire Williams. I know you're coming around on it, but I think in a vacuum, his freshman season at Stanford, he was hit with like way too many obstacles for, you know, an 18 year old kid. And I think having the stability of being in the NBA in a city like Memphis with an organization like the Grizzlies will do him wonders. Breaking news, by the way, Gorgie Dang, former Memphis Grizzlies legend, Gorgie Dang has signed a one-year $4 million deal with the Atlanta Hawks. So, folks, we are breaking news <laughs> that actually Shams and Boj broke, but hey, we're here to break it as well. Now, all kidding aside, when it, when it comes to the pick situation itself, I'm fine with Zaire Williams. At the end of the day, you know, I, myself, others, we've had discussions about it for months, Brandon. You know, Zaire Williams seemed to be one of those guys who his peak really matched what the Grizzlies need, roster, skill set-wise, whatever it may be. My bigger issue was them not playing the board more and being able to get into the value pick out of it. Now, I'm going to sit here before I just completely – get frustrated with it. I'm going to give their pick a chance in Santi Aldama. It's probably because you just don't know about much about him as you do others. So I, I'm fine with things. I'm not as you know over-the-top excited as I hope I would have been, but I'm fine with it. But the other big thing is, Brandon, is that that, that has now happened. The other big decision that's there to make, obviously, is the Jaron Jackson Jr. extension. Now, we see these contracts that are happening, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, You've got Jonathan Isaac making four years, 80 million. You've got these other players who are making four years, 70 to 80 million themselves. At the end of the day, you have to expect Jaron's going to get a four-year, 94-year, $100 million deal. It feels like that's simply the Grizzlies taking care of another one of their players. It seems like maybe it's a little bit above what you may be comfortable with, but it, but it seems fine. I think they get it done, and, and, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean – after talking with um, – after the draft uh, Thursday night, we had the chance to talk to uh, Zach Kleiman a little bit. And um, just because, you know, those availabilities are so limited, he was asked a little bit about the Jaron extension. Um, obviously, he kind of couldn't go much into detail, but, you know, he, he said Jaron's still very much a part of this core. Um, so everything he kind of said – you know, still makes it seem like in the front office's eyes, Jaron is the sidekick to Jaw. And so I would expect them to 
come out to the deal, kind of like the Jonathan Isaac deal. I mean, uh, reports came out today that Wendell Carter Jr. is looking at a uh, extension that will top $70 million for four years. Um, I believe it was four years. I, I think Jerry will probably ask for a little bit more than that. Um, and I, I think in a sense, you know, you've got to be okay with pretty much whatever they pay him. Um, he, he's a key part of the future. He kind of is really, in my opinion, as of right now, the X factor. And, you know, with the injuries and all that, he's not going to get a max deal. Um, it, not that he's ever going to be this level of player, but it reminds me a little bit of Steph Curry with the Warriors um, where he signed an extension for not a max because he had those lingering ankle issues. And ultimately that's kind of that cap space is what let them sign Kevin Durant before Curry went on to sign, you know, his ludicrous deal. And so in theory, you can save a little bit of money instead of signing Jaron to a full max, like, you know, we kind of expected a couple of years ago um, and then hopefully be able to use that money elsewhere. Um, but honestly, even if the Grizzlies came out and signed Jaron to a four-year max, you know, news came out tonight, tomorrow, I wouldn't complain. I mean, partially, I'm, my outlook is it's not my money. So I don't really care how much they spend. The cap space will, they can create and get, you know, savvy with it. I think Jaron, if he stays healthy, will eventually become a max player one way or the other. Uh, but I don't anticipate there being any issues with the extension um, at all. I, I think they get something done, you know, at some point before the season begins. And go ahead and get it done now. You know, get get that certainty now. And, you know, it, like kind of like you said, it's not our money. We cover the team. We cheer for the team. We don't make decisions for the team. So, you know, it's nice to be able to cover it. But the other thing that I'll say is this. It's getting value right now. You know, they use JV to trade him off to get value in the draft. They're trying to get value when it comes to Jaron on this contract. There's a few other avenues to value, Brandon. You know, obviously, we're kind of also waiting for the first domino to fall. What's going to happen with um, Eric Bledsoe? But when it comes to these other expiring deals, Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen, and Tyus Jones, your thoughts on those deals? I feel at least it would be worth at least one of Tyus or Grayson you know, trading them, seeing what you can get as assets, maybe replenish the stock on some second-round picks. I personally really don't want to trade Kyle now since you've already made the decision to trade JV. But just, with just those expiring contracts and your thoughts on Bledsoe, just a, another move, a significant move or two, the likelihood of it, you think, and, and how would you like to see it play out? I, I definitely think they've got to do something. Um, the, the way the draft went um, intrigues me a little bit. Um, to where I could see them almost standing pat a little bit and maybe making moves into the season. Whereas, you know, if they moved Grayson and 40 to move up into the 20s, um, like we've talked about, I guess, either on Twitter and the GBB Slack, um, you know, but they, they didn't move off anybody in the draft outside of the Steven Adams, Jonas Valanciunas swap. Um Kind of ranking the players and I guess their tradeability, I would put Grayson at the top, Tyus second, and then Kyle third. Um, just because Kyle, you know, was a Swiss Army knife for us, um, did everything, had his best year, really improved. Um, on the counter side to that, his stock's probably never been higher, may never be higher. So I definitely think all three you listen. Um, you, you know, listen to offers on 
And if you can get a really good deal for Kyle Anderson, um, you know, I think you have to take it. I, I think it's very likely Kyle's still on the roster come opening night. Grayson and Tyus, I'm not so sure. Um, I mean, Tyus is a great backup point guard. He has great chemistry with that second unit. So I, I, I kind of prefer to keep Tyus unless there's a really good deal out there. Um, most of the free agent point guards that could, you know, have a backup role that could be a, a little bit of a backup, but also play alongside jaw, like guys like a TJ McConnell, Derek Rose, they've already been picked up in free agency. Um, so I, it'd be curious to see the route they go if they do move on from Tyus. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big Grayson guy, but it, just what he does is replaceable. You know, Desmond Bain is probably that three-point sniper of the future. Um, and he showed flashes of being able to do stuff off the dribble and being a solid defender. Um, you know, Taylor Jenkins loves Grayson Allen. He's clearly a coach favorite. But, you know, with his upcoming extension, he's going to get paid um, very well. I mean, Duncan Robinson with the Heat just signed a five-year, $90 million deal. Grayson's obviously not going to get that. But when he hits free agency, he's going to be – probably some of the Grizzlies can't afford with the Jaron extension, Jaws upcoming extension, and then just, you know, as they try to be players in free agency. So I, I think, you know, we definitely probably see Grayson moved somewhere, you know, maybe for a couple of second round picks and an end of bench guy, um, teams that need three point shooting, you know, every team really could use it. The, the Knicks and Lakers kind of intrigue me as teams. Um, the Lakers, I, did, I guess, don't necessarily have the picks, but uh, the Lakers just lost Reggie Bullock to the uh, Mavericks, so I could see the Knicks, you know, maybe making a call. Uh, but no, I, I think there's a possibility all three could end up being moved, um, you know, just to open up minutes and, you know, more playing time for guys like Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, uh, and then if they move Kyle, I think it would kind of take the training wheels off and have Zaire Williams play a, a prominent role his rookie year. And that's the thing about it. You know, it, it, it the, while the Grizzlies say they don't want to take a step back, I do think that if you're going to make the most of this opportunity, one of the best ways to do this is two ways. Get your younger guy guys minutes, especially in the front court, and do a philosophical change. You know, you, the t- training wheels have come off now with Jonas no longer in the picture. That should allow for you to get the focus more on the outside shooting, and that's definitely something that the Grizzlies need to do in order to take what they've got on their roster and move it forward as they become try to become more of a sustainable winner with playoff advancement in mind. But, of course, it's always about looking for ways to make the roster better. And one of the best ways to do that is finally going to be featured once again. Unlike 2020, we're getting Summer League 2021. The Grizzlies have come out and announced their roster. Coming up, we're going to go into detail with Brandon on the schedule as well as the roster and what stands out to him. We're in the midst of the time during the offseason where teams across the NBA are looking to upgrade parts to their roster to make their team perform better as time goes on. Well, we all know being as being car owners that we have to do the same thing for our vehicles. We're going to have to upgrade parts as time goes on. 
for our vehicle to run better. And if you need to do that now, before you get into the fall and the winter, the best place to do that is rockauto.com. For one, it's a very easy to use source. Within a few clicks of the button, you'll likely find what you need. And regardless of the make and model or the part specific parts you need, rockauto.com is likely to have it. This is a family-owned business. They've been in business for more than 20 years. They know that car parts typically fall out of budget, so they try to make things as economically feasible as possible. If you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Brandon, so it it was released today, the Grizzlies 2021 Summer League. It starts tonight, uh, 6 p.m. going against the Jazz, and then once again on Wednesday night, same thing. And then the Spurs, things will start at at 6 on Friday. So this week in Salt Lake City, but then, of course, obviously you've got the Vegas Summer League as well. And looking at the roster, some fun names are on there. You obviously have Desmond Bain, John Conchar, um, Sean McDermott, um, Xavier Tillman, and Killian Tilly, that honestly could be your starting five potentially. But when you look at this roster, like for instance, beyond the obvious, the first thing that stands out to me, that one-two defensive combination of SEC studs, Yves Pons and Olivier Saar from Tennessee and Kentucky respectively, that's what stands out. What excites you about this roster besides obviously the players that we know for the Grizzlies were going to play all along? Uh, you know, obviously with my little niche with the hustle, I, I'm very excited to see the the group of Shaq Buchanan, Ahmad Caver, Anthony Callen Jr., and Darnell Cowart. I mean, Cowart's really kind of on the roster just for the uh, Murray State connection. But, you know, Shaq and Ahmad have, you know, played for the hustle next year, seemingly will be their third year. Um, so it's always kind of good to see them get rewarded and with an open two-way spot on the Grizzlies roster, you know, kind of compete with one another and get the chance to just play for the organization. Um, I'm really excited for that. Um, I- I'm excited to see Ben Moore, um, you know, being a Memphis fan, saw a lot of him when he was at SMU. Uh, you know, but really I'm just kind of excited to see what uh, assistant coach Darko uh, Rich, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name, um, but the assistant coach Darko is coaching the summer league in Salt Lake City. I'm interested to see kind of how he uses this roster, you know, with Desmond Bain, John Conchar, Sean McDermott, Tilly, Tillman, you know, does he play those guys heavy minutes or do they just kind of get warmed up, you know? So I'm curious to see who all plays um, and gets extended run. And I think overall, I think what I'm most intrigued about is the point guard position. There's no, Agreed. you know, Agreed. for all, 100%. The, all the, all the guys on there. I mean, Ahmad Caver is a combo guard. He can play point. Anthony Callen Jr. is probably the only true point guard on the roster. Um, and Keaton Wallace is a score first guard. Um, from UTEP, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, but it, you know, Anthony Count Jr. is the only true point guard. He was the backup to David Stockton with the hustle last year. So, you know, I'm really looking forward, you know, and I hope to see a little bit of John Conchar and Desmond Bain playing the one a little bit. I think, you know, especially in a small summer league like this where you play three games, you know, 
get weird, have fun with it, figure it out. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And, you know, if you can get by with it, you know, it's something, you know, we've talked about, you know, in the bubble when Tyus went down, we were starting Kyle, but then he was the de facto point guard. You know, they really kind of needed that third emergency point guard. And if Desmond Bain or John Contract can kind of prove to be that guy, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, and that's the thing that stands out to me as well. You know, I, that's that's one thing that kind of, you know, confused me was that I, I thought that there would be a more of an effort to maybe land that true third option, you know, looking to see if they've got that third option. But as you mentioned, without that there, you now have guys who potentially could run the offense for a bit of time, you know, Conchar as well as Bain, obviously. The other thing that excites me is, is that you're going to hopefully see a roster that can really let the threes fly. You know, we know Tilly can shoot shoot it, Bang can shoot it, Contra and Tillman certainly can shoot it. It's going to take them passing, a really good team passing awareness to set up these threes. But I think that you also have a roster can, that can really let the threes fly. Even Pons and Saar, who I think will get good runs when it comes to minutes, they can also let it fly as well. So perhaps the three-pointer will be a featured part of this offense, something we certainly would like to see more of as Grizzlies fans. Uh, I, I agree completely. I think they're going to uh, really just let it fly. Um, you know, and especially in a summer league, you obviously want to see, you know, defense, you want to see progress, like ponds, I think will stand out big time on the defensive end, but just this time of year, you don't have the locked in mentality that you do, you know, like we saw from Dylan Brooks or from the team, in the playoffs, like you, it's a little bit more relaxed. And so I, I think the guys like ponds who, kind of you know make their name on the defensive end will really stand out I think Xavier Tillman will kind of shine defensively with this team but offensively I just think there's going to be just loads and loads of threes um you know if, I, if I'm you know in the Grizzlies front office I'm wanting Desmond Bain to average five or six three-point attempts per game in Salt Lake City just you know just get get shots put up see what he looks like when he's more of a focal point of the offense compared to, you know, his secondary role, you know, during the regular season. And that's the whole thing about it, because the other thing that stands out to me about this, Brandon, is defense. And that's something that, you know, I, I feel like the Grizzlies are fine with, but you really want to see that become an identity for this team. And that's what shined last year is the defensive improvements of players like Bain as well as Tillman. And then the defensive concepts in there that really played out well for the depth of this Grizzlies team. You know, we talk about the threes, that's fine. But the other thing that stands out to me, you've got some really, really good defensive potential with this team. And I think it could make games low scoring, which should, I know that's going to be kind of a throwback to Grizzlies basketball of yesteryear, but still important. I think that stands out about this team as well. You've got good defensive potential and good potential for team defense that could really get some big stretches of stops to win some games. Well, and I think you nail it when you say team defense. Um, you know, some of the summer league teams will have very good individual defenders, one-on-one -on -one defenders. Looking at this Grizzlies roster, nine of the 14 players either play for the Grizzlies or hustle. And the hustle replicate their system from the Grizzlies. Jason March uh, has a good relationship with Taylor Jenkins. He tries to replicate and so, you know, kind of have the same systems where there's not much of a difference between, you know, what the hustle run and what the Grizzlies do. So, you know, Shaq Buchanan, Ahmad Caver, Anthony Cowan Jr., 
you know, should at least be relatively familiar with the defensive schemes out there. And so, you know, there shouldn't be, you know, I mean, I'm sure there will be some miscommunication. You know, practice was limited last year for everybody. But I think, you know, the the scheme of the Grizzlies organization and having nine of the 14 guys being part of the organization last year really helps you when it comes to that, you know, team defense standpoint, like you pointed out. And that's something, obviously, that, you know, if this Grizzlies team can continue to get better and better defensively, that certainly can help them remain competitive as their offense tries to make it, you know, to where, as a team, they grow into being a better shooting team. But if they can get stops, that also matters as well. But what exactly are these players playing for? We're going to cover that with Brandon, as well as how we could see this summer league team evolve when it gets with a couple of exciting potential talents added to the moving forward. If you're someone that enjoys wagering and betting on sports, the great thing about it is, is that as you go month to month, there's always things that are continuing on and things that are new things to enjoy and new things to look forward to. And that's the same case right now. Obviously, the month of July was so much fun with so many things to enjoy, you know, as a fan, but also waging, wagering and betting on if it comes to sports and that's your enjoyment. In August, you've got the continuation of the stretch run of baseball, but you also have the football seasons to look forward to. But if no matter what you enjoy wagering and betting on, the one place that has you covered is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. As a matter of fact, if you head to the website or use your mobile device and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's LOCKEDON, you, to sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit betonline.ag today. So, Brandon, obviously, they are, Salt Lake City is kind of a tune-up for Vegas. That's what's going to be the most exciting part of this. But similar to 2019, in which eventual Summer League MVP Brandon Clark did not start off with the Grizzlies during the first part of their Summer League due to a trade that needed to go through, Zaire Williams, hopefully Santi Aldama, they both won't be able to play until the August 6th deadlines passes on these traded or, or passes. How excited are you to see them added to the Las Vegas team? And are those the major changes that you expect to happen between the Summer League roster for Salt Lake City and the Summer League roster for Vegas? Yeah, no, I, I think um, th- that'll be the main change. Um, I'm not familiar with the exact limit of guys you can have on the roster for Vegas. Um, I'm not sure if it's the normal 15. Um, and the Grizzlies may just add him because they have 14 to Salt Lake, and they may just add Zaire Williams. Um, if that's the case, it sounds like uh, Santi might be uh, drafting stash for a year. But I, I do, you know, I am really looking forward to Zaire getting some run in Vegas, um, especially with, you know, a handful of, you know, young guys like Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman getting run with Zaire Williams you know, months before the season starts, I think it's going to be great. It, it allows them to build a little bit of chemistry, get familiar with one another. And I think, you know, I think that's super helpful compared to, you know, just looking at some of the other, you know, rosters in Salt Lake City. There, there's not, 
I guess basically there's not many rookies set up for success the way Zaire Williams can be set up with the Grizzlies summer league squad. Um, like the Spurs, all they really have is Devin Vassell and Trey Jones on their roster to help bring along uh, Joe Weiskamp and Josh Primo. And then the Jazz have two different teams. Um, the Jazz white team has a couple of Jazz guys that have been on the end of the bench and like Jarrell Brantley, Jawan Evans, you've got Yudoka Azubike, but just not a lot of it is, you know, guys that have a role on the Jazz and will be playing for the Jazz once the regular season hits. The Grizzlies have, you know, three rotation players uh, or two rotation players on their summer league roster. And so I think, you know, that can kind of go a long way in Zaire's de development that he gets to play with guys who will likely see the floor with, you know, come October. So speaking of seeing the floor later on this season, Brandon, what exactly are these guys playing for? Let's put to the side Bain Tillman, uh, Conchar, uh, and, and, and those guys, and, and obviously Zaire Williams and obviously Santi Aldama. But the rest of these guys, you know Tilly's probably trying to play for his next contract, whether that's with the Grizzlies or not, we'll see. But a couple of these guys could stand out with excellent summers and be potential candidates for two-way contracts, either here or elsewhere, and also for the hustle. But basically what it is is that besides the obvious guys who will be with the Grizzlies, the rest of these players are basically playing to make different G League rosters around the league, maybe one or two of them being in consideration for two-way contracts. Is that basically what we're seeing? I think so. Um, you know, with um, Pons and Romeo Weems are training camp kind of E10 deals um, with an open two-way spot. If they really shine in summer league, there's a chance they could get the open two-way spot. Um, Tilly's interesting to me. I don't really honestly know how he's on the roster since he's technically a restricted free agent, but I'm just going to roll with it. I don't know if it's something quirky with the two-way, um, but it's definitely a little interesting that he's on the roster, even though he's technically a free agent. But yeah, you look at Ben Moore, you look at the hustle guys, you look at Keaton Wallace, Romeo Weens, Weens, uh, Olivier Saar. They're, they're battling for a roster spot, whether it's, you know, a two-way with the Grizzlies, a two-way with another team, a, you know, a training camp deal with another team. They're, they're, they're battling to, you know, really stand out. And I think, the good thing with the Grizzlies culture is, you know, I'm just going to pick on Ben Moore since uh, him and his SMU Stangs beat the Tigers a decent bit. The Grizzlies culture is not going to have Ben Moore go out there and, and chucking up 20 shots per game trying to get his. It's going to be a team effort. They're going to work together. And, you know, I think that'll really let each one of them shine, you know, individually playing as a team. Um, you know, so, I mean, definitely they're they're playing for their next contract. They're playing for a contract. Um handful of guys who would be considered rookies at the NBA level. Um, I, I think the hustle guys probably have a leg up on anyone else on the potential two-way. But to a point you made earlier, um, and kind of going back and answering the previous question, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, someone stands out on another team summer league squad and then the Grizzlies sign that person to a two-way contract um 
you know, teams are just now releasing their summer league rosters today, uh, you know, really this week. So it's kind of hard to know who's going to really stand out. But I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, someone off the Grizzlies summer league roster gets plucked up by another team and gets a deal. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Grizzlies, you know, are peeking over at other teams' rosters and seeing how guys play and then using that two-way two-way spot to eventually sign somebody away from somewhere else. And I would be thinking that probably, you know, last year we went with two, we went with basically a wing and Sean McDermott and a big and Killian Tilly. We'll see. And I mentioned on the podcast yesterday, I think that the Grizzlies made a restricted free agency offer to Tilly, not necessarily meaning he was going to be back on the roster, but with however roster the evolution of this roster plays out, they at least want the right to match any offers to him. But for these two-way contracts, you would have to think that it would make sense for the Grizzlies to at least explore a third ball handler, someone that you know they had they're highly intrigued by. We know Taylor Jenkins has good development, a good development track record with these guards. But I know you may not necessarily look for fit, roster fit with the two-way. But you have to think it would be a sensible way to use the contract if they could to get a ball handler who at least has some type of upside to be more than just that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and just based off the Grizzlies roster, I'd be keeping an eye on Ahmad Caver. Um, he he really shined for the hustle last year in the bubble. Um, he's he's more of a combo guard. Um, he can play some point, but he's a little bit score first. So you you definitely kind of want you know someone out there who can facilitate more. But he's you know he's not selfish by any means. It, part of it was what was asked of him by Jason March. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies kind of come out of left field and sign someone else to a two-way. But if I'm looking at this roster right now, uh, the summer league roster, and trying to pick someone who would get the two-way, it probably would be Ahmad Caver because he's shown he can play very well at the G League level. Um, he's played with the hustle. He's familiar with the Grizzlies system. And he can be called up and be called upon to, you know, spot you minutes, you know, if – injuries happen or if you know in season trade happens where you know he needs to play a game or two uh you know he's familiar with the system you have that comfort level there so kind of looking at the non-grizzlies on the roster he'd probably get you know he'd be at the top of my list for the two-way spot but you know last year there was a lot of guys signing two-way deals right after the draft um and and that definitely happened this year as well but it, it seemed to happen a lot less um and the kind of deal with two-way players last year and it was approved for this year is there's no real deadline on when you can sign and waive somebody uh whereas a couple of years ago there's a deadline it's about right before 10-day contracts can be signed like whoever your two-way guy is that's your two-way guy for the rest of the year um but with the flexibility to you know kind of cut and sign as you please you know I wouldn't be shocked if you know a hustle standout kind of gets a two-way contract to get a little bit more money um but kind of plays exclusively down in South Haven and then as the season progresses and you know maybe someone else in the G League stands out or you know someone gets waived by a team they you know could eventually waive the you know a guy like Caver and go sign someone else with that two-way so I think I think the flexibility of the two-way roster spot 
this upcoming season will allow a team like the Grizzlies to be creative with it if that's what they choose to do. What well, certainly is going to be fun to see. Hopefully we'll be able to see both Zaire Williams and Aldama. I don't know if the same impact, even if we didn't get to see John in 2019, Brandon Clark certainly stood out, but it should certainly be fun to see. Brandon, obviously you're going to have a busy month of March, but where could people find your work? And thank you so much for coming back on. We'll obviously have you um, to discuss all things hustle and just in general, um, you know, talk about the offseason or the season over the next few months. We'll certainly have you back on before the season starts. Where can folks find your great work at? Uh, you know, you can always follow the blog at SBN Grizzlies. Uh, myself, Sean, everybody, uh, everybody on staff puts out great work for Grizzly Bear Blues. And uh, just individually, you can find me on Twitter at BC Abraham. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be actually be out of town a little bit for the Salt Lake City Summer League. But I'll, you know, I'll definitely be having an eye watching that, seeing how that develops and then, you know, fully embracing uh, Vegas next week. And I'll tell you this, you know, if you've, if you've known me and Brandon and, and several of the folks over at GBB, me and Brandon constantly go back and forth with each other. It's all out of good fun. Brandon is one of my favorite people when it comes to the Grizzlies. And when we're not having fun, Brandon actually is truly one of my favorite people when it comes to just talking Grizzlies because his insight is wonderful. His effort is wonderful when it comes to that insight and also what he does for the hustle and the Grizzlies in general. Great, great guy. Brandon, always a pleasure having you. I look forward to talking with you again soon, bud. You're going to have to say something mean, Sean. You got me tearing up over here. I don't know if I got it in me this year. I, I just don't know. Oh, come, come come Christmas Day, I'll go ahead and send you a Christmas card with a big L on it for the Vols beating the Tigers in our December game in Nashville. How's that sound? Uh, you know what? I mean, you can send me a W because that's what Memphis is going to be getting, but we, oh. we have plenty of months of trash talk for that. I'm excited that game's happening. Um you know, I have a feeling we're about to get this, you know, pretty big name five star recruit announcing. His Good luck tomorrow. Friday. Good luck tomorrow. Or, or excuse me, Friday. I thought it was tomorrow. My bad. Friday, I guess. Yeah. So so I'll be I'll be sure, you know, when he puts on that tiger blue, I'll be sure to shoot you a text, Sean. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll intercept it with my big old glass of orange. I don't care. So all joking <laughs> aside, his name is Brandon Abraham. Brandon, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me, Sean. You can find him at BC Abraham. All the great stuff from Brandon is on Grizzly Bear Blues. He is on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network as well. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SEC. Again, everything to do with the Grizzlies here and at Grizzly Bear Blues. Thanks so much for your time. For Brandon, myself, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies Podcast.